And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the We Are Loud Ladies Podcast. It's a ladies takeover because in case you haven't heard, during the All-Ireland Final... I was there at the Derry game, the most dramatic game you could ever imagine. I have a full lineup preview, chats and reaction, and a whole travel log of the the game. So, and I'll also have a, a summary of the other weekend's reaction from the intermediate quarterfinals to the relegation playoffs. So, whatever you're doing, sit back, enjoy, stand up, mow the lawn, get the earplugs in, and enjoy this week's podcast because it's a good one. So before I get on the way, I just want to uh, give the draws for the um, Junior Championship and the Intermediate Championship. You have uh, Roach will play the Young Irelanders and the Glide will play Lanlear. So two cracking games in store there. And then the quarterfinals for the Intermediate was on over the weekend you had Matic had a big win, a big win over the Plunkets the Feckins had a big win over the Kevins and you had Cooley were edged out by the Hoher and then you had the Moctas beat the Brides by 5 points over their near neighbours so the draw was made today and it pits the Moctas against Matic Rangers and then you have the Feckins and Nair Finbar in the other one. So two really enticing uh, semi-finals there in the intermediate grade. So now to the to the podcast and I was a little bit hyper in the introduction there. I'm just going to break it down what way it worked. It, it was a travel log on the way down to the Loudon Derry All-Ireland Junior semi-final. Um, I met once I hit the ground I, I met uh, the, the Loud Ladies Performance Analyst um, PJ McGrain. He he gives us a before, during, and after of the of the epic game, and it'll, I'll explain why it's epic as well throughout. Um, so you get really sucked in and enjoy it. Hopefully, I also uh, give my match report on the game, and I caught up with loud manager Darren Bishop and goal hero Kate Flood. So it's a different podcast. It's a different podcast to the normal ones. Um, hopefully, it's one you you can all enjoy, and. Hopefully it gets across how passionate and how good these loud ladies are and how proud we should be of them. And we should all jump on the bandwagon now. So, here's the first part of the pod. It's uh, 
it's before the game and uh, I was just I'm on the road of a couple of minutes and it's the game is in Otnaclai, County Tyrone. Um Achaloo O'Neill's is the is the club, uh, big Tyrone club. Uh, but it wouldn't I suppose it's you take it's a long way to Tyrone, but it's it's actually an hour, quite good roads on the way up through through Monaghan and what have you. And um the reason for that is it's the struggle to get venues the LGFA so um, venues are always taken up with club games they don't get that much priority it's all about nearly who the club people are that they know people within the LGFA and that, that's where they struggle to get grounds like yeah, it's bad, it looks like a bad day it's a bad rainy day and there'll be, there won't be a stand which is unfortunate but the one thing you do you do find and you expect and You'll always be greeted with with a very friendly atmosphere, a very welcoming the LGFA, um, very appreciative to support and what have you. So really looking forward to it. Uh, so that's it. Just sitting there through Monaghan here, and it's actually you can see on the on the signs how passionate and how crazy they are about football here at Monaghan. Uh, and you can see nearly why that's the reason why their senior team is doing well. Their ladies, of course, are quite good as well. Have been down the years that maybe makes them think if the ladies can win All Ireland's, why can't we dream of winning All Ireland's in Ulster? So the signposts down here is like Monaghan GA propaganda, uh, brainwashing them all to to uh, succeed and push on. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Uh, fortunately it wasn't to be and uh, Tyrone the venue for today's game is where the game is taking place and that's where I'll be now and I wonder what sort of signs they have on their road so, so stay tuned it's actually it's just hit me um, a couple of miles down the road I have uh, I don't think I've ever been to a loud ladies game how Sad as that. Uh, I remember probably the earliest uh, loud ladies' memory would be the. Uh, I think they won a junior final a couple of years ago, and it was on. It was on television. It must be ninety seven, maybe ninety eight. Can't fully remember. I just remember Orla Kirk, climbing Malachy's club 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 person. Uh, she climbed the steps. I think it was a dramatic win over us. Common could be wrong. <laughs> Please let me know if I'm wrong and correct me. Uh, but that's my earliest memory of it. And I've had I've been to tons of club games. My own club are going quite well at the moment. Having started out a couple of years ago, Matic Rangers ladies. So they seem to be growing and growing. And the buzz around the county and ladies football in general is just growing and growing and growing. It's. It's, it's it's a brilliant game to watch as well. Uh, very open, um, very much emphasis on skill more so than physicality, which makes it very like easy to watch and easy to follow, and you can get more engaged with it because there's less tacticals and physicalness. It's more it's all about the ball, the possession, and skill. Um, Lidl have done a great job as well. They've uh, pumped a lot of money into the advertisement and that makes it look like a really good product as well and uh, yeah so 
really looking forward to see how they get on there's a couple of players you hear that are, that are really good players coming up through the ranks uh, the likes of Lauren Boyle from Cooley who's just every time you hear about her you just see about a hundred figures after a second name because she scores that much um, she's always been a prolific scorer right at underage she's still young as well Kate Flood Pat's club mate uh, club, not club mate uh, club enemy probably she's always hitting the limelights with scores then you have uh, another born and another good footballer Ian Bourne brother of the two boys and uh, there's, there's tons more out there a lot of Stabannon girls uh, Jenny McGuinness is back you have Rebecca Carr you have Tony a really young team Sinead Woods as well so it, it's it's really exciting like it's not to be sniffed at these All Ireland finals especially the year that, that they've had with the passing of the manager Michal McKeown and uh, just really hope for it. hope it goes for them today. Um, it'd be nice to, to to go to the final in Crow Park. So that's part two. I should be at the grounds giving a lowdown next. Right, so we've landed here in Ahalu O'Neill's lovely big uh, sign, which is which is really needed because the, the 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 pitch actually just creeps up in you on the road. You kind of have to take a sharp left off the bend. And it's down a kind of bit of a valley, and thankfully it's not raining, which is a great bo- boost because then there's no stand. But lovely little setup, um, clubhouse sitting on the top of it, um, gravel behind the goals, um, the ladies are warming up as we speak. Um, although conditions are wet underfoot, um, the pitch looks fine. Um, yeah, it doesn't it, it probably will rain during the game. But um, getting home impressed with this place. It's 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 lovely and it's a it's a fine setting for for um, an All Ireland semi final. But I'll still take the umbrella with me and the coats and what have you. So here we go. And the loud ladies are just leaving the pitch after the warm up. And beside me now is PJ McGrain. He's the performance analyst with the loud ladies. Has been all year. And Pete's just going to give us an insight on what we can expect with this, today's semi-final. I suppose today's game has got to be really tight. It's one of the tighter affairs. It was an excellent, very competitive game the first time these two teams played each other earlier in the league. It was right, kind they of played each other in the league early on? Played in the group stages or in the in, league? In the league. And midway through the Division four, division four, both teams were kind of pushing for playoffs. It was an excellent game, kind of up in Derry. Um, it was a long bush journey for the girls. But uh, they came out with the winners in the end. It was a tight first half. The ladies pulled away there in the second half. Got two lovely goals early on. That kind of settled them and gave them a little bit of breathing space. And Derry were always competitive, but that kind of two goal cushion always helped them stay kind of comfortably in the lead. Right. So what what's, what are we looking for today? What's Loud's key strengths? I suppose Loud's key strength is just just keep moving the ball. Like they're very good. They're very good going forward. All of their games have been quite high scoring affairs. Like and they've. They have a great variety and depth in the forward line. Like there's no no two games where the same forward has been your top scorer, right, so to speak, right. kind of thing. Everyone is willing to take responsibility in this team. And it's fifteen. They don't bring a sweeper back. It's fifteen on fifteen. Um, play six forwards up front. 
more recently I think sometimes they did bring in a sweeper uh, on the Darren Bishop they've brought in a sweeper in some games but kind of it's hard to say whether it's overly conventional um, on your brain from some paths as lines out corner forward sometimes you can see are coming back um, but it's more kind of I would it's more of a transition play like the way ladies football is obviously it's a I would say when I'm involved with teams even across, and across other counties it's a much more running based game even comparing to the lads so it's kind of just about having that numbers in the transition being able to go right, bring so it forward it's less kick pass and more through the hands and more it can, find, find it can be so to speak it's a balance like if the they, if it's like any football like if you can try and keep possession you can but if the ball is on the ball is on so to speak kind of thing right right and so who are we looking out for today who's the main ladies to keep your eye out for I suppose look it's hard to pick them all any of them out like you'd be rude picking one out and not picking out all 15 but obviously I suppose Kay Flood is your standout player as the captain kind of has truly led from the front was player of the match in the Leinster final Um, so kind of always whenever Loud played there seems to be always people who would look at Kate as one of the first players that you saw earlier in the league she was nominated for player of the month during the National League um, series so that probably when other counties think aloud she's probably one of the first names that comes up uh, Anya obviously Anya Breen has been good Una Pearson as goalkeeper has been a phenomenal asset as kick out and experienced a big part of this team a lot of this team was part a good few of this team I think 8 on the panel was part of the 2015 All-Ireland winning team right, so right. there is a lot there is, there is a pedigree of winning among this team kind of thing uh, so you're expecting a loud victory today? I'd be hopeful of a loud victory, but I'd be expecting a tight game. Like Derry will come very competitive. Derry will come very prepared. And at this stage of championship season, like you know yourselves, once you get to last four, any get any game, and yeah. football's a crazy game. You got to get a goal that comes in off a post, and that's the difference in a game. So I suppose, look, you can only hope. You can't say you will win. I suppose at this stage. Thanks, Peter. I'll, oh, chat to you. I'll check in with you after the game. Oh, PJ, draw match at half time. What's your thoughts or what's the stats like? I suppose, look here, draw match, you take that going into any games. It's what you tell any team at any level of football. Go in nil all at half time and start the second half afresh. So it's as if it's just a reality now. Look, lucky enough that they've been clinical in front of goal. Derry missed two goal chances, I suppose. That's kind of where the big swing has been in this game, I'd say. Loud didn't seem to play that much in the first half. No. Struggled to get into it. Yeah, kind of a little bit slow to start, but I suppose kind of just getting everything, getting the grips, and kind of getting grips with the travel, and then getting grips with the new pitch, and getting grips with everything. Like hopefully, second half they'll be a bit more aware, and hopefully get to get get get, get out of here with a result at the end of the day. Semi-finals aren't about winning pretty; it's about just getting to the final. Just getting over the line. Yeah, mm. do you think they will? I think I'd be hopeful now. The second half that they should be able to push on. Hopefully, the half time got them in and got something, got ready for. There's the start of the second half. Thanks very much, PJ. No, PJ, loud win, three seven to two nine. Um, what a remarkable victory! Uh, it was an outstanding game, but I suppose here, look, the first obvious concern, like football, as much you know me, Danny, I love my football, I love my numbers, but football about family, and unfortunately with the injury now to Michelle, you want to make sure that, that she's treated off right. Like I'm very happy that anyone, any physios and any medical staff took their time and were very careful about everything, that there was no mistakes about that. And then for the girls to go down two points and have to live with a 40-minute stoppage and first play the next, well, as soon as they come back, to put the ball in the back of the net, was an outstanding testament and I know I mentioned it before the game but it was great leadership there by Kay Flood it was a phenomenal finish in that sort of a situation so yeah no, I, I think most importantly is for the team obviously the win is brilliant but the more important part of that is to make sure that Michelle comes out alright and that we ho- hopefully have her hopefully have her okay later on yeah. 
Pleasure. Thanks very much. No hassle. And see you in the All Ireland final. Hopefully, see you in Crow Park. Right, um, thanks to PJ McGrain, uh, performance analyst, for the before, during and after the most epic game. Well, I suppose, the first loud game, loud ladies game, it'll be a bloody memorable one for that. It was absolutely, um, I've never seen a game like it for drama and luck and guts and skill to win it. It was absolutely amazing. Loud, loud went into the game. Uh, there were slight favourites for the game because they bet Derry early on in the league so I expected big things from them and they came out and they looked very nervous they uh, missed a couple of attacks fluffed up a few balls and Derry were were just capitalising on it Um, Jenny McGuinness returned to the loud set up after a couple of weeks and she got the loud's first point after they went down to the lively Cara Connor for Derry and then the level then soon after Lauren Boyle got a point got a lovely point in her left foot uh, she is left footed player but it was a lovely point it cut inside that left a two all and then Derry just took over after that um, Katie Ho- Holly her brother plays for Derry in the middle of the field Niall Holly she got three points in a row that opened up a 6-2 lead and then Louder completely out of it weren't playing well looked disjointed and Bonnie Fleming sends in a high, high ball. I think it was for a shot. And Glasgow, the goalie for Derry, spilled it and let it in, handed Loud a lifeline. Kate Flood steps up with a free, and Loud are level, unbelievably so. Um, but Derry contained, like, it didn't knock Loud into any great form either. They still, still, like, lagged and chugged along, just couldn't get flowing. Derry hit two more scores, but then before the break, Two great long foot passing moves. The final one, uh, Flood found Lauren Boyle inside. Super ball, a great vision to, 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 to pick out uh, Lauren Boyle. She collects the ball, then gets fouled and bundled over for a penalty. Flood bangs it in and louder a point ahead, a couple of minutes remaining in the first half. Having not played much football but hung in there, pure guts and determination. Did go in half-time level. Um, their full forward, Devine, missed a great chance of a goal. Blazed it over the bar. So it was 2-3 to 9 points at half-time. And then, you didn't know what way the game was going. Like, you were happy enough to be level, having not played that much football. And then Loud came out and all guns blazing after the second half. Um, Rebecca Carr, Neve Rice and McGuinness again opened up a three point lead they were playing really well got the confidence going they were firing over the pressure the Derry kickouts. Neve Rice is a great player great pace to our game and Sinead Woods got into it in the middle of the field Emer Bourne worked hard throughout but um, she really got into it at that stage uh, helping supply the ball and I think it's Eilish Hand the half back she, she drove up the field and drove up the field and gave Lowe a great platform um, but then they completely fell apart um, Derry got two goals two quick fire goals attack after attack bang bang Clara Connor got the first and then Holly again with the, with the second so you just thought oh god it's not Loud's day the game was a bit disjointed after that a bit scrappy you know the way semi-finals are want to keep it tight want to stay in the game 
Flood gets a free kick to make it a two point game and then this is where the drama really unfolds um, Michelle McMahon loud full, loud full back collided I think with, with her own player and then went down with, with a neck with a neck or head injury uh, the play was stopped um, rightly so to look, to look after Michelle um, just took its time took its time didn't know what was happening when it was happening uh, what was happening was you know you, the way you hear it in the, si- in the sideline and the supporters they don't know what's happening just a long long delay and the next thing you find out that there's uh, a serious neck injury and uh, to compound matters there was no uh, no ambulance at the game which is an absolute disgrace really and truly so we waited for about an hour for the game the teams both teams went back into the dressing room both teams came out did the warm up there was six the ref had six minutes on the clock remaining plus injury so he played seven but Loud came out first attack ball over the top broke to Kate Flood and she scored it and gave Loud a one point lead and you just couldn't believe it you couldn't write it it was absolutely amazing Um drama like to to, to to get a goal in your first attack you point up you thought lovely next thing Derry more drama Derry get a free in front of the post Emma Doherty who kicked two frees already a, a scorable free missed it so he just thought this is Loud's day and hung on and hung on and the ref played a minute but that was like an hour or two after the game and it was just after the game should be finished it's just absolute jubilation at the end of the game it was just absolutely brilliant to see um, it's not often loud get the right the right side of the look but these girls they absolutely earned it they just dug in and hung in wasn't didn't look to be their day but didn't matter they were going to do it and then you find out later on the main reason why they wanted to do it was uh, Michal McKeown he passed away early on in the season and that was in their heads and that drove them on um, and then to get over the mental like their, to see their full back and the former captain Michelle McMahon go down injured and stretch it off and taken away in an ambulance having to deal with all that then compose yourself K Flood it was an absolutely amazing goal I'd tweet the link I'd say Jerome Quinn will have it on the the LGFA website just coolness personified and just amazing really so roll on Crow Park they've repeated the 2010 final now against Limerick and it's a great team it's a great little team and hopefully now the, the whole county can get behind them and they can do the business in Crow Park in the All-Ireland final day because they deserve it um, I caught up with goal scoring hero Kate Flood and the loud manager Darren Bishop Darren Bishop, loud uh, ladies manager. Can you explain that one to me, Darren? Um, I suppose it's very hard to explain in his way. Do you know, we're very unfortunate Michelle McMahon got down in the injury and there was a break of up to 35 minutes nearly. But in the changing room, it was very easy to see how much the girls wanted it. It was very, very clear and the reason why they wanted it as well. And 
but he absolutely delivered six minutes to turn a two-point deficit down in the Dunlops and in fact could have even went further on, on with their cornerback making a fantastic save right in the goal line but Jeannie Mack you couldn't ask anything better from them girls No and, and they didn't play as well as they could throughout the whole game but still hung in there Definitely not well I suppose maybe not playing to, to their same standards but that, you have to realise that Derry team was beaten after a replay last year in the Ireland final so they were coming here under no illusions that they were looking to get back to Crow Park as well the exact same as we are and I'll tell you for anyone that was watching the game it was a fantastic spectacle some great skill some great scores taken and thankfully we came out on the right side and did you like, was it anything in particular was it your words in the, in the, when the teams went back in after Michelle went down was it yeah. players did the players take ownership of it look at I suppose like anything no manager's going to say exactly what was said in the changing room but all I will say is that the girls know exactly the reason why they wanted to get to Crow Park and anyone that followed Loud Ladies Football and know what they've been through over this last year they'll know the exact reason why they wanted to be in Crow Park you really didn't have to say much to them you know you knew it by the players I knew it by walking in airy silence there was silence absolutely nothing said until I finished talking when I left the changing room I could hear the lead and that team speak up and say what they were wanting from the rest of the team I suppose we're, we're all aligning to um, Michal McKeown his passing loud manager early on in the year I suppose he maybe was looking down yesterday without a shadow of a doubt the band above was looking down on us and I suppose laughing in a sense which is character was it was all about laughter and comedy and he says by God you should work for this win and when you look at to the end and Derry's best footballer put 20 yards in front of the goal and kicks the ball wide yeah. at that stage I would have taken a job but by God was there not a man perhaps Michal shouting from the sideline alongside us maybe trying to put her off in this cheeky way that he normally would but uh, look at it that's what it was all about um, you know for, for the likes of Michal and his, and his wife Mary who's a fantastic woman this is something for her now to cherish where her husband would have been in Crow Park really appreciate it thanks a million no worries thank you Kate Flood Loud's goal scoring winning uh, player how did that feel uh, yeah no amazing I'm delighted now when the chance came that I was able to put in the back of the net for the girls like we've We've worked so hard since November and we knew that we were only going to get one chance to go ahead here and to win the game and I'm just delighted I was able to put it in the back of the did you, did you feel that once you've got the break and you've got the chance to go in, in back into the dressing room that you've got to come out and do the job? Uh, yeah, it definitely kind of settled us a wee but we were kind of all over the place like in, in different times and stages of the game and I think that break definitely did settle us down a wee bit coming out then and we just knew once we, we weren't like holding back starting, we were just going to start at 100% and just give it everything for the last six minutes like completely empty the tanks and uh, give it one last shot and what can I say we're just absolutely over the moon now we're, we're on the road to Crowbar I know it's, um, it's an absolutely amazing finish and you, you didn't play that well today but you still hung in so there's that battling quality within the yeah, team yeah we knew like hard work beats talent in any sport so that's what we we knew like that the hard work was going to win this game here today so we just that's what we kind of concentrated on we knew when we played away to London that uh, we didn't start very well but when it, when we grew into the game that we definitely got in top in stages and it was just that's it is hard work to be talent in any sport like, so we just that's what we focused on is how how hard that we work and train and we brought it to the to the game here today but like you say you had the talent to take that finish <laughs> did you see it opening up for you uh, yeah, well, I played a bit of soccer as well, so I knew that once I got the chance to tip a pass to the keeper, I wasn't going to miss. And did you think then we're going to go to Crow Park? 
Uh, no, it was just the final whistle then. Then I thought, right, we're going to go back. But other than that, I was completely concentrating on the game. Because I suppose the way the break happened, there might be a man looking down on you. Yeah, Michal, yeah. No, like that's what we were kind of touching on bases with that the whole way through the year and with every game before we come out we knew that we had six minutes to give it to empty the tanks and give it a hundred percent and make sure that his dream at the start of the year was to get to Crow Park with us and unfortunately circumstances have changed but we're definitely going to finish the journey that he started with us okay I can't I can't say enough after today's performance brilliant game congratulations see you in Crow Park cheers thank you well done How good did that reaction sound? Uh, great speakers, uh, Dara Bishop and Kay Floods, brilliant footballer. Um, if you haven't seen her, uh, be sure to get to Crow Park and see her and the rest of them as well because there's a lot of really good talent footballers, pace, skill, power, and a lot of fitness there as well. So get along to that Ireland final um, against Limerick, which hopefully they should win. If they, if, like, if they won today, they can beat anyone in any situation. Especially as, as you heard there with Michal McKeown still in their hearts. Um, so I suppose now it's left to tidy up of the weekend's action. A lot of you guessed and voted correctly in the relegation playoffs with uh, RD winning the senior against the Jairs and your rallies getting over Kilcarley in extra time. What a humbling of a game that was 24 points to 23. And then in the intermediate. The Huddersfield had a nervy win over the Glen Emmets, a point um, victory from Alan Landy's last point, give them the, the victory. And then on top of that, you have the Clans beat the Piercy. So the Piercy and the Glen Emmets in the playoff final. God knows who that will be. Uh, win that game and then. Gerald Lines against Kilcarley, that's another heavyweight slog fest. Uh, who will go down there? Who can't afford to go down there? Who uh, might need to go down there or who will go down there? That is the question. But um, that's it I suppose. Um, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully all we can all now jump on the loud ladies bandwagon and deser- deservedly so. We've tidied up the whole lot of the relegation. We'll have you the quarter-final draw for the intermediate as well. Tasty enough semi-finals there. And there's still plenty of loud action, club action going on. There's there's a league semi-finals and promotion relegation playoffs happening as well. Uh, still the senior quarters to play as well. So there's plenty there. There'll be loads up in next week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening. And until next Sunday, see you then. I'm